Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news analysis and context from Taichung, Taiwan. All right, up today on the show, Shinju City moves against new electronic IDs, dealing with the China Airlines name dilemma. Strong words on Taiwan from a Japanese defense official. But up first, Wayne Chang is on a roll to the Taipei mayor's office. A poll released by the Taiwan Brain Trust showed that KMT legislator Wayne Chang, or Jiang Wanan, the great-grandson of Chiang Kai-shek and grandson of Jiang Jingguo, is the most favored present potential contender for the 2022 Taipei mayoral election and would pretty much clobber anyone the DPP or the Taiwan People's Party can throw at him. In a hypothetical matchup against the two most popular candidates in the DPP and TPP, Jiang garnered a support rate of 43.2%, beating Minister of Health and Welfare Chen Shizhong of the DPP, who got 36.6%, and Taipei Deputy Mayor Vivian Huang, or Huang Shanshan of the TPP, who got 13.3%. Taipei is a very blue or pro-KMT city, with a poll showing that the KMT commands the highest support rate of all parties in the city, which is definitely not true nationally, at 28.3%, followed by the DPP's 20.4%, and the TPP's 8.7%, and of course 3.4% for the new power party. He also crushed potential KMT primary contenders, garnering 64.7% of support when pitted against KMT Institute of Revolutionary Practice, Director Luo Zhiqiang with 8.5%, and former Kaohsiung Mayor Han Guoyu with a paltry 8.3%. Now this bears close watching. In the democratic era, three of the four presidents have been former Taipei mayors, so this could be a stepping stone to a presidential run in 2028 or 2032. Though, as things stand right now, he'd be crushed by new Taipei mayor Ho Yui in a KMT presidential primary. Also, if he does run for Taipei mayor in 2022 and he grows popular in the rest of the country, he could help other KMT candidates win in 2022. Among the potential DPP primary candidates, Chen led with 31.9% support, followed by legislator Gao Jiayu with 15.9%, New Frontier Foundation Deputy Executive Enoch Wu, or Wu Yinong, with 15.2%, and legislator Rosilio Wu with 5.2%, while 40, or sorry, 31.8% did not choose from among those four. Gao Jiayu has ruled out a 2022 run, though she could change her mind, but she has opened a bank account for a potential 2026 run. The Shinju city government has announced that it will likely delay a trial of the new National Electronic Identification Card, or EID, after privacy groups and city councillors said that city residents should not be made into government lab rats. The city government statement said, quote, our number one priority is our re residents and the security of their data. If the central government cannot reassure us about the information security concerns, this government will be inclined to delay the pilot program. Now, this is a blow to the central government as Shinju, along with Penghu and New Taipei, were selected for the la pilot launch in January with the rest of the country planned to come online in June. 
At a news conference yesterday, advocacy groups and opposition counselors urged Shinju residents to opt out of the EID trial, which the Ministry of Interior had planned to begin in January. The Taiwan Association for Human Rights, Amnesty International Taiwan, the KMT, the New Power Party, and the Taiwan State Building Party were among those that participated. Now, after the racto pork issues dies down, which I expect will happen after KMT-run local governments are overruled by the central government in their efforts to ban the imports into their cities, this could be the next issue the KMT takes up. There are genuine concerns on the EID cards, and it could be an issue the KMT could reach out to younger voters with, as it appears the new power party may join them in opposition. The extreme Hanguoyu fan line groups that are so fond of conspiracies could have a field day with this. I can just imagine it now. The card readers cause cancer. All our data will be stolen by the Americans. And no doubt some creative soul will try to tie it to the Diaoyutai Islands issue or gay marriage. Back in the summer, the legislature sent guidance to the Ministry of Transportation and Communications, instructing them to proceed in a phased approach to dealing with a problem posed by the fact that Taiwan's flag carrier is named China Airlines. This was very embarrassing when many humanitarian flights from Taiwan were sending needed PPE around the world, only for the images to have China emblazed all over them. Worse, periodically when news organizations, the BBC being the most recent, run pieces on airlines in China, they get mixed up and use images of China Airlines. The first phase of the legislature, the, the legislature proposed was for the Ministry of Transportation to come up with a plan to redesign the aircraft livery to emphasize Taiwan imagery and de-emphasize the name China Airlines, followed with a long-term goal of dealing with the name once and for all. China Airlines just released images of their new cargo planes just recently with China Airlines written smaller and nearer the tail, the word cargo written large, and an image of Taiwan forming the empty portion of the sea in cargo. And it pleased no one. Very few people outside of East Asia know what Taiwan looks like, and the name China Airlines was still pretty visible. And frankly, it looked like it was named Cargo Airlines if you weren't paying much attention. An editorial in the Taipei Times entitled Make China Airlines Recognizably Taiwanese by Lawrence Jian laid out a series of elegant solutions that I feel stupid that I had not thought of. First, use C-A-L on the planes. That is the airline's official designation. And other airlines already do this. KLM, ANA being two examples. So for, for the next bit here, I'll read from the editorial. Second, the word Taiwan could be included in the name, such as by using the Tourism Bureau's phrase, Taiwan touch your heart, or even Taiwan can help. Another option would be to incorporate the word in the airline's name, such as Taiwan CAL or CAL Wings of Taiwan or Isla Formosa CAL. I'll add that there's no reason not to simply put Taiwan under the large letter CAL. ANA sometimes does that, adding the word Japan. Note that these solutions get around the more thorny problem of changing the airline's name, which technically should be easy, but it is possible the PRC could block in this in many countries and through international organizations. 
Now, it wouldn't completely solve the problem. No doubt it would still be listed as China Airlines in some cases, but the planes themselves wouldn't have China written on them anywhere. Now, back to the editorial. Third, the company could use an auspicious animal of Taiwan to replace the plum blossom on the aircraft tail fin. Qantas uses a kangaroo motif, so why not? It goes on to discuss various animal options, which you can check out if you're interested. And Taiwan has many great options to choose from. But I don't think we need to go into that here, except to say that I'm partial of that meme of a Formosan black bear about to bash a panda over the head with a chair. But I'm guessing they're not going to go for that. They could even open up the design to online competitions, as there is no shortage of creative talent in Taiwan, and it doesn't need to necessarily be an auspicious animal. I'd add one rule, however. Please. No bubble milk tea designs. Reuters, publishing a summary of an interview, reported the following. A top Japanese defense official on Friday urged U.S. President-elect Joe Biden to be strong in supporting Taiwan in the face of an aggressive China, calling the island's safety a red line. Quote, we are concerned China will expand its aggressive stance into areas other than Hong Kong. I think one of the next targets, or what everyone is worried about, is Taiwan. The State Minister of Defense, Yasuhude Nakayama, told Reuters. Now, further down in the article is this quote. So far, I haven't seen, I haven't yet seen a clear policy or an announcement on Taiwan from Joe Biden. I would like to hear it quickly, then we can also prepare our response on Taiwan in accordance, Nakayama said. Now, this is some of the strongest language I've ever heard coming out of Japan from a high official, at least in recent times, with the possible exception of some comments a few weeks ago that I think were from the same guy. This is a clear statement that the Japanese are very concerned about the issue and plan how they would deal with it. In past, they've usually preferred to keep quiet on the subject, though it was an open secret they were concerned and preparing. Let's hope that the incoming Biden administration is obliging. All right, that's it for our show. Be sure to hit like, subscribe, hit the bell on YouTube. You know the drill. And of course, if you can, it'd be very nice if you could join us as a patron on Patreon. It really encourages us and gives us the energy to keep going with Taiwan Report and keep providing you with these shows. All right. I also have been doing Taiwan Headlines, which used to be part of this program. Um, be sure to tune into those. They're usually pretty short, uh, three, four, five minutes. So check those out. And I'll be here next time. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw.